0: Okay, let us begin. We're going to start Sefer Midbar with Rav Schwab. And we're going to start from the very first pasuk in Sefer Bamidbar, Ba'idabar Hashem al-Mesha Midbar Sinai. Hashem spoke to Mesha Rabbeinu in Midbar Sinai, in the desert of Sinai. We look in the Medrash, in B'midbar Rabbah, There's a very, uh, a medrash that needs some explanation, which Rosh is going to, of course, provide. It says that if somebody doesn't make himself like a desert, what does it mean, make yourself, how do you make yourself like a desert? So you have to be mafka yourself. A desert is a place that is Hefker. There's nothing, no, there's no ownership in a desert. It's not like a regular city that there's houses and buildings and farmland. This is a desert, is Mufker Lakal. And if you don't make yourself completely Hefker, then you're not going to have this chus to be Kainataira. That's one of the tna'im. it's also Gemara and one of the uh, tnam of being able to be Matzliach in learning is making yourself. Halfker like a midbar, and that's why it says Midbar Sinai that it's important to explain that this took place in the Midbar Sinai, as if to underscore the importance of making oneself like a midbar. Manir Lafarish. So what does this mean? When a person lives with his ego. Anani is like in Yiddish, they call it a zich. A zich is an ego. Like you think about yourself all day and everything is about me and everybody serves me and everybody, you know, likes me. Everything is about me. When a person has that attitude that everything is about me, I'm the center of the universe, then that is a between himself and Hashem. When you have an ego, that is a... A wedge that's driven between you and Hashem. There's a famous Chassidish shavart. I don't remember which Rebbe said it, but there's a pasuk that says that 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 ani imed beinu veinecha. That the lashon of the pasuk, something I, I think that's the lashon. That ani imed beinu veinecha. That. I stand between you and between me and you, meaning between me and Hashem, there is the ani, the zikh, the ego is what separates me. Imagine if I, I didn't have any ego. Imagine if I was completely selfless and I just gave myself to others and Hashem, I'd be the, the best evid, I'd be the, the greatest servant Hashem. Everything would be about davening and about learning and about giving and tzedakah and it would just be, and there are people like that in the world. They have no Vested interest—it's not all about themselves, and so they're—they're willing and able to do everything and anything for Hashem. But when a person makes himself hefker, I have no ego. Now there's no division, there's no separation, there's no mechitza between me and Hashem. And at that point, the floodgates of Chachmah are open to me. <laughs> the reason why I'm not learning as well as I could be is because I have too much of me in me. I'm always thinking about me. I'm not, and if I'm thinking about me, it's not going to go so well, the learning. If I'm thinking about me, that means that I'm not going to want to learn extra and I'm not going to want to wake up too early for davening, and I'm not because I'm tired, and it's about me. If it's about me, then I'm always going to put myself first. I was just speaking to somebody the other day. He's a very fine Talmud yeshiva. Like, he's, uh, he's you know, and I didn't chat, but he told me that he, does, he has a hard time waking up for davening. He's a guy that, you know, I, I naturally assume, because he's in the base Smeddash a lot, that he comes for davening. He's like, I, I can't wake up for davening. I don't know what to do. And it was odd for me to me because like, he, he seems like a very a guy that's very committed to being in the base medrus, but you know he's tired and, and and when you're tired and when you have other things going on, so then it, it gets in the way. But if you're if you're totally selfless and you're not interested in your own personal sleep and your, and your personal comforts, and then you're able to start really dedicating more time to Hashem. And that's when Hashem gives you or gifts you the Tairah and Chachma as a matana. Because Tairah is, as he says, Dasalikim. At the end of the day, what is Tairah? Tairah is not a study, a subject like anything else. Tairah is Dasalikim. Tairah is the knowledge of Hashem. If you want to know how Hashem's, you know, how Hashem's. I was going to say mind, but Hashem doesn't have a mind. He doesn't have a gof. But if Hashem would have a mind, we'd be able to figure out the pattern of his thinking through the Torah. All the, the lumdus of the Torah and all the yud plan and all of, the, the, and all of the, the chukim and the mishpatim, that's the dasa l-ikim. But we're only able to tap into that dasa if we have this ability to give ourselves over to it. And that's called being mafker oneself like a midbar. Now, what would be practical applications of this? What would that mean? What would a person that's hefker like a midbar uh, look like? Sr. So Schwab says, What does it mean to be yourself with First of all, even if you learn a lot, don't pat yourself on the back so hard. A lot of times, you know, we learn, we, we put in a good night's head, and we feel like, wow, Hashem owes me big. You saw what I just did. Take it easy. Like, you know, just, your, if you want to be mafka yourself, that means, like, you're not, don't be overly impressed when you do good. It's not to say you shouldn't feel good about yourself. Obviously, you should feel very good about yourself if you learn. But don't, like, be miskov, or don't, like, become arrogant and haughty because, wow, I, I you know, I gave, uh, you know, I had a great kasha today, and sure, you should feel good about that. You should feel satisfaction, of course, but don't like start getting arrogant about it. That is somebody that's hefker like a midbar. Another example he gives is v'shlo yisqa bahayra. Don't be miskah with Hairo. You pass in the shaila. You feel really good. You're the paisik. You gave over the you know the aloha. It was clear. Don't be miskah. V'ha'ikar shem yichadish chidushetayra. This is a really a good one. That let's say, let's say, I'm thinking of a lot of different cases right now, but let's say you're a a big chiddish in learning, and you gave it over in a shir, you gave it over in a, in a drasha, in a shmuz, whatever, and now you hear that somebody basically just stole your entire shir. It's funny because it happened, that mamash happened to me. I'm not, I'm not going to say who obviously but like it was a, I was listening to somebody uh, to somebody she'er, and who had listened to my share, and he mom just like he said word for word came out of my share and it was like uh, um, <clears throat> it was you know very flattering but also like you know okay like you couldn't mention my name once like so but that, that, that that's not Hefker like a Midbar somebody that's Hefker like a Midbar would not care you don't have to say a B'Shemam right? Why? Why is that important? I'm happy that you use it. I'm happy that people got an offer from it. I'm I'm happy you're marbet zayra with my taira. So that's good. That's good. I, I, I'm hefker. It doesn't have to be from me. You don't have to acknowledge that it's my taira. That's not. I don't have to. I don't have to have my my patented, you know, trademark signature on every Shtickle taira. It would be nice, but like if if I, if not, not. Um. Rav Huttner used to say used to say that, he says, I don't care if you say over my tyra in your name. So that's fine. He says, but never say over your Taira in my name. So That's okay. You could say over my Taira you could take claim, but don't, don't put your Taira and say, Rav Khutna, my Rashiva once said, I didn't say it, it's not my Taira, don't put my Don't put my name on your Torah. You can put your name on my Torah, that's okay. But don't put my name on your Torah. Anyway, so... That's a very big sign of somebody that's real. If you want to know, are you really mafki yourself like a midbar, see if it bothers you that somebody said over your your Torah and not in your name. You know, it's funny, like, today it doesn't seem like a big deal, but... In the olden days, like, yeshiva bachim would sometimes steal other people's chidush etair. Other yeshiva is like chidush e Like They go into their, into their loose leaf or into their, this is going back maybe a hundred years. I don't think it's been a big taiva for people recently, but it used to be like this was like everything... They didn't have money. They didn't have like uh, iPhones or Teslas or whatever. So you know, all they had was their chiddushetayr, which is a lot. But that was all. There was kina for it. So if let's say I left my, my 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 notebook full of chidushim in my desk, it wouldn't be unheard of for another guy to when I wasn't around to go in, look through my yeshdekel tayra and 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 hop it, and then like give it over himself somewhere or in yeshiva as if it was his. This is actually a real problem. In yeshivas, this used to be an issue. Today, Halavai, that was an issue. But that, that used to be something. So, but does it, would it bother you if somebody would do that? Would it bother you if, if you wrote, let's say, wrote up a piece and, and somebody you know, takes credit for it? If it bothers you, that means that you're not yet that perfect midbar and you're, you're still thinking that Torah is yours. He doesn't think that he's the balabas on his chachma. If he doesn't think that he's the balabas on his chachma, then he's going to be that Hashem will give him more chachma. Hashem likes people that aren't sticklers for everything. It's not your Taira at the end of the day. It's really Hashem's Taira. So you're using your mind that Hashem gave you, and you're being mechadish, which is a wonderful thing. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. But if you're able to be a sport about it and say, it's okay, you could take my Taira. It's fine. It's not really, you know, it's, it's good. And, you're, and it doesn't bother me, then Hashem is going to give you much more Taira. It's like tzedakah. You know, if you, if you show that you're very liberal with giving the money and you show that it's not really my money, it's Hashem's money, Hashem is going to make you a treasure for much more money. And that's the way it works with tzedakah. If you have the amunah and to give a lot of tzedakah, Hashem gives those people, generally speaking, a ton of more money because he sees that they're good trustees over the money. They know how to give it. If you're cheap on the money, you're not giving it tzedakah, so why would Hashem be inclined to give you the money? He'll give it to somebody else. So these are uh, and that's how it is with tairah. If you're very liberal with your tairah and you're happy to share it, and you're happy to give it to other people, and you're not you're not hoarding it for yourself, then Hashem will give you much more of it. And now Rav Schwab is going to explain beautifully how the psukkim that follow also are speaking to this uh, to this idea. ish ish the Pasuk is talking about the, the, the heads of the Shvatim. And it's described, it goes through all the heads of the Shvatim. It's like as if we're being introduced to the Nisim for the very first time. And we're rolling out the, the carpet, the red carpet for the Nisim. And we're giving them their, the, the spotlight. And we're telling them exactly... Who is who? Why is that a problem? So Shabbos says It's very strange that Sefer Midbar begins with introducing us to these, uh, to these, the heads of the tribes. Let's some When did this count take place? The first day of the second month. That's Er. So the first of Er. Uh, in the second year since they left Mitzrayim. We already knew the Nesim, who they were, by name. It's three weeks earlier. The same personalities, the same actors, on the same stage. We know about them, we're introduced to them. All of a sudden we're giving them again another introduction. By the Chanukah Samizdeach, what parsha was that in? When did we? When did when did the Chanukah Samizdeach take place? What? it's in Nasser. It's, it's in, in, it's in, Nisan. in Nisan. <laughs> But it really, but it really wasn't in the Torah. Yeah, it was really in Parshas Nasser. Right. Meaning we knew already. This took place earlier. Um, and but at least to the people from the people's vantage point, they knew these were not new personalities that were just like elected to student government. We already knew all these people beforehand because three weeks earlier they were the ones that were uh, there by the chudim That's one question. So why is the Torah like reintroducing these people to them when they're already known? Anashim sounds like they were just regular guys. They weren't, they didn't have a title. We did give them a title. They were already Nassim. Why are you making it out like they were non, they were just like regular citizens and now they were being uh, promoted to Nasim? No, they were, being, they were already promoted to Nassim three weeks earlier, by the Okay. So Bahayu Laimarskam you anasim lubai savaisam. Why does it say lushan of um just calling them regular people and nashim? It should have said that these were the Nasim Lubesavay sam. The Gamtsar of bearing a third question. Sha taikab acha pirut shmaiseam nemar ela kurueha aida nisiy matas avaisam roshe al fayisraim. These were the Kuriya eda. These were the people that were called up the chashuvim of the Ada, Nasimat Savaisam, Rosh Alfraim, Fatak and Nikur shuv Anashim, and then again after they were given the title of Nasim, they were once again referred to as Anashim. So what's going on? Why do we keep on like calling these nesim by name by a, a title as if they were regular Anashim? Very strange. Theater who says her Shah beautifully, Shalomdom Hakarishbarhu, Hakarishbarhu taught them, Sha'af, Yisrael Even as, as far as Klai yisrael is concerned, this is a very important Yasid. Clay Yisrael may already consider them Chashuvim. They already have VIP status as far as all of the Yiddin are concerned, because they knew these, these were famous people, these were celebrities. It's cute. This Matzai Shabbos, um, I was in. Uh, we were in Dara Golding, and um, and so I gave a shalosheret's drasha. Anyone there, by the way? Okay. So um, so, and I rocked the I rocked the the house. So, uh, one of the people's wives said that uh, I fried the island like an egg. I don't know what that means. It's I think it's some Swedish thing, but uh, um, but it was a good speech. Mm-hmm. After... Not as far as a thing? No. <laughs> okay, you it made you made your mecha. But it was a good speech, right? Yeah. Okay, so after Havdala, one of the rabbeim had a daughter who's fr- who brought a friend for Shabbos. I don't know if you noticed her. She was wearing like a cast. She had a cast. She broke her arm. She had a cast on. So my daughter brings her over to me and says, Tati, do you have a sharpie? you have a sharpie? You know, like a thing. So I said... Um, so in my mind, of course, what I said, I said, she loved my speech so much she wanted me to sign her cast. So I said, well, you want me to sign your cast?" She says, "Well, I, I guess you could if you want, but I really wanted David Perlman to sign my cast." <laughs> so um, anyway, so you know, So these people were celebrities. These were David Perlmans in the in Klael Yisrael. Everyone knew that these were these were VIPs. And even though that's their, that was their. Um, that was their persona, but Acharei wanted to teach them and to train them. He wants them to look at themselves at all times like anashim shutim, like simple, like simple people. All right, he didn't want them, and it's very hard sometimes for uh, you know people that are famous to not. To not walk around thinking I'm famous, and to not imagine if you were a celebrity, you know, there's always paparazzi, there's always people taking a picture, always people, you know, asking you for autographs and, and looking at you, and, and you know, like it's hard. It's hard to be normal. It's hard to be regular. But Hakrishbarchu is telling them, this is what I, I want you to continue being hefker Kamidbar, and to be in your own eyes, even if Klal are putting you on a pedestal, but be a nashim in your own eyes. Make yourself hefker. Ve'eschem ish ish And you should be ish ish lamata. is And without considering any previous shorara, you shouldn't, like, forget about the shorara. It's true three weeks ago, you already appointed Nasi. But look at yourself as being normal. Be it, you're a public servant. Make yourself a public, public servant means a public servant. Politicians use that phrase to, to have false humility. I'm a public servant. Like it makes him sound like altruistic and like he's doing everything. But HaKesh really expects you to be a public servant. HaKesh didn't give you the shraru. He didn't give you the the leadership role in order for you to lord over people. He wants you to consider, there's a Gemara that says, it's, it's, It should be considered like a public service. You're, you're supposed to really be serving the public. You're not supposed to be, you know, in charge of the public. That's not the way democracies are supposed to function. We, we're not, you know, we got rid of a king in America. We, they, they didn't want a, a monarchy. They want a republic because this is, you know, it's, it's by the people, for the people. You're supposed to be a servant of the people. You, you serve the people. And that is what Hakar Baruch Hu wants from the Nisiyan. You were chosen as anashim. I chose you because I want you to stay human. I want you to stay normal. I want you to stay hefkar. And by this way of leadership, by making yourself Hefkar, Khamidbar, the Shlikum called Kavid Atmi and they threw off of themselves all personal covid, ushara, zochu l'ashara amitis v'yais roshe alfei Yisrael. That's how they became roshe al Yisrael. The greatness of these leaders were that specifically they they did not act like celebrities. They did not act like <coughs> VIPs. They considered themselves as being anoshem shutim, as hefger, like a midbar. They weren't makved on their own, on their own titles, obviously they have to carry themselves in a way that befits the role that they're playing, but they don't look at themselves, when they look in the mirror, they don't look at themselves as being in any way better, superior to anyone else. They're supposed to feel regular, normal, human, not in any which way higher than everybody else. And when Moshe and Aaron came to camp Bnei Yisrael, Moshe and Aaron took Eshan ha underscored underscore the word anashim. They took these men to teach them. You have to make yourself like Hefker. ukad. Rashi azov. Like Rashi says with his golden language, Rashi always uses a loshan zav. lo'i ka'an b'shemes that they were called here by name, Pirish Kan Daikon, Nakfulu Meisheh B'Shem, He called them by their names like regular people. He did not give them the title of Nasi, and that was by design. He did not want them to feel that they are in any way uh, greater than anyone else. And you see Mesh Rabbeinu himself. Mesh Rabbeinu, if I was Mesh Rabbeinu, I'd be pretty, you know, i feel really good about myself. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the leader of Pah Yisrael, I split the sea, I got the Torah for Kalah Yisrael, I led them in the Midbar 40 years, but, he was humble, he stayed humble, he stayed real. He didn't ever let it get to his head, and if the Torah itself is made on him, that he was, that he was, mikala adma adama, he's the most, not that he's humble, Based on his stature, he's humble. But, you know, I know people that are, you know, very wealthy people, and they're humble relative to other wealthy people. But they're not humble. No, Meish Rabbeinu is by any standards humble. He is, if you have a guy that was mamish, you know, has nothing going for him, and that guy is, you know, really humble, Meish Rabbeinu is more humble than he. That's very difficult to do. If you're in a position of influence and of power and prominence and to stay Humble and, and with humility and, and, and not let it get to your head. Very hard to do. Very, very hard to do. And that's, uh, but that's what the Torah expects. This is a lesson in Jewish leadership. Gaisha leadership is, you see what happens in Gaisha leadership. You see presidents and how they, uh, you know, the gaiva that they have before they become president, after they become president, after, you know, just it's, it's intolerable, you know, the amount of, uh, uh, of gaiva, uh, hubris—you uh, know—talk uh, that they that they have about themselves, and congressmen and senators and prime ministers, and uh, and and that's what gets them into trouble because they, you know when they they think that they're above the law, and then they get and they do all types of shenanigans and they get in big trouble. But Jewish leadership does not should not permit a person to get that high on himself and to really. And and in Kali Yisrael's history, there have been you know many many case studies of, of effective leadership of of leaders that were really able to do their job and be humble and be tzaddikim. And then there are people that as soon as they became the melech or the sheivet or uh, or any other position of prominence, they it, it got to them and they became corrupt. Kain gadol, a lot of. You know, during the Vayesheni, many of the Kayanim Gedailim were very corrupt. They bought the Guna G'dayla and they died within the year of, uh, they were were like disposable Kayanim G'dayla. Every year there was another new Kayan G'dayla because the old one had to, you know, he died. And that's because, you know, you have to, you can't let it get to your head. If you let it get to your head, then you're not a Jewish leader and HaKadosh Baruch is going to take you out of power. If you want to be a leader, you want to be a a Chacham. you want to be a Rebbe, you want to be a Rav, the best type of of personality is to be very meek and humble and, and just go beneath beneath the radar. If you get too high on yourself, be too arrogant, very often that's, uh, that's a recipe for disaster. And this is something that's very Nagea for all of us, either now or later in our lives, um, that we have to keep it real. Always make sure to not have an inflated, Um, self-worth and uh, self-perception because that's never a healthy thing. It's never good. It never ends well. But when a person stays normal, stays like, you know, no matter what position they have, no matter how much money they're making, no matter how chasher they are, how many svarim they put out, whatever other measures that you have of success, but they're able to always remember that they're basavadam, they're human, there's a lot more to go, I'm not there yet, I'm not perfect in any which way, and I just, the revenge wants me to be hefker like a midbar and give myself over and be be selfless and just be... Completely devoted to the Klal and not to my own self interest, that will be a leader that is Roy for Klal Yisrael.